This episode of High on Tour with Victor Pino is sponsored by Nissanco Cannabis PR. Whether you're a small business or a large cannabis enterprise, you can rely on the expert team at Nissanco Cannabis PR to position your message, your product, and your brand for success in the global marketplace. Visit nissanco.com to learn more. That's N-I-S-O-N-C-O.com. Every year, millions of global travelers flock to California in search of the world's finest cannabis. My job? Get these travelers very high and show them a great time. It's not always as easy as you'd think. Join me, your heady host and cannabis tour guide, Victor Pino, as I spend an hour each week trimming back the storied nuggets of life in the weed tourism game. I'll be joined by my friends, colleagues, and competitors across the cannabis industry. So get on board the weed bus, buckle up, and as always, smoke them if you got them. You're about to get high on tour with Victor Pino. Okay, here we are. Welcome to the show, everybody. Hi, Victor. How you doing, Susan? Susan Dupesh. Tell us a little bit about yourself and what you're doing these days. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you for having me um, uh, on your program here. Yes. Um, so I am a uh, postdoctorate fellow, research fellow in Ontario, Canada, um, and I am researching cannabis tourism. Um, I have been given um, funding from the Government of Canada through the Social Sciences and Humanities Research Council uh, to study cannabis tourism. Um, So that's very cool, pardon me, because I am doing this research literally um, for the people of Canada. Um, and it's on tourism, uh, cannabis tourism, as it emerges in Canada in the first years of legalization. Um, because as you know, in 2018, uh, Canada uh, legalized cannabis at the federal level. Um, this has only ever been done uh, once um, elsewhere in Uruguay, uh, as I'm sure you know. Um, but it's taken um, a different form there. Um, So it's a very unique situation. Um, And we see cannabis tourism emerging in the states uh, as well, at the state level, right? We see um, legalization. And so this opens up opportunities um, for um, brilliant business folks like yourself um, to uh, create opportunities for people to learn about and enjoy um, cannabis and to maybe understand it in a different way than what they had um, known it before. Um, <clears throat> cut me off if I'm rambling, Victor. <laughs> no, no, you're not. No. I want to hear as much. So, so we're here. So we're so we're around around the table here talking about uh, you know basically you know you decided to take on. Uh, a PhD, right? Take on a doctoral thesis, right? If I'm saying this correctly. And this thesis is, is basically focused. What, how are you positioning this thesis? Okay. What, are you, what, are you, what are you proposing? Okay, great question. Yes. So this is um, my postdoctorate work. So I actually did a different topic for my PhD. So this is sort of my post-PhD. Um, I always tell people that I want to be a professor when I, when I grow up. <laughs> um, it takes a while to get there. Um, it's it's not uh, it's not necessarily or it hasn't been a straight path for me and I have three kids as well so um, 
this um, is incredibly time consuming, but um, nonetheless, here I am. So uh, the postdoc work um, is on cannabis tourism, and I'm hoping that this is going to turn into my lifelong career. I want to study um, cannabis tourism, but also um, the cannabis industry in general. Um, <clears throat> but I'll save that. I'll save that maybe for later. Um, the project. I'll stay focused here. Um, the project um, is about um, framing cannabis tourism um, in uh, in the framework of social responsibility. Um, so my argument is that cannabis tourism is a type of social responsibility, and so what my research. Um, is doing is I'm going out and talking with folks, um, as it turns out, not only in Canada, but also in the United States, um, also in um, other countries abroad uh, as well. Um, and we're talking about um, best practices. Um, what is cannabis tourism? Um, we all know that cannabis is not an innocuous substance, right? Um, it's not a toxic substance either. Um, I'm not a doctor, um, a medical doctor in that regard by any means, um, but we know that it's not innocuous. Um, and so um, we have to take care of people. Um, we have to um, educate people, especially if it's their first time, um, if people are curious. Um, and so what I'm doing is I'm going out and I'm speaking with um, anyone who does business um, related to cannabis and tourism in any way, shape or form. Um, so that includes um, accommodations, that includes uh, tour companies, travel agencies. Um, there are different websites um, that have been put together that kind of curate, uh, kind of like Airbnb sort of type idea. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> So there are all kinds of different ways that we're seeing cannabis being used as a resource um, in the tourism industry. And so I'm talking to all these folks and I'm getting their take on how they see it, how they are framing it as a form of social responsibility and some of the things that they're doing in their business as part of their practice. Um, that is best practice, right? That is educating the consumer. Um, that is um, telling people about the laws and maybe um, breaking a lot of those stigmas um, that are out there as well, which I think is super interesting. Sure, sure. I think I think talking about the laws and all the different various locations is so important because mm -hmm. they are so varied from place to place. That's it. You know, That's so it. people need to know that information. I think what you're doing is awesome. You are the only person doing this, and I, you know, and you're a woman, and you're paving this path. And uh, we didn't mention it before, but she has her PhD in geography. Yes. So, and did you work I, before any of this? Did you work in the hospitality industry as well? Um, well, throughout my undergrad, I guess I was uh, a server in a restaurant. That was as close totally. to the industry, right, as I, as I got, right, paying uh, my tuition, paying my way, that kind of thing. That's it. That's it um, right there. But um, so that's kind of like my, um, yeah, um, kind of personal experience. But I've always, um, you mentioned that, yeah, my PhD is in geography. I've always been interested in places um, and how different places are around the world yeah. like this has always been an interest of mine since I've been little like how different um, places are and so um, 
I'm curious as to why this is the case, right? Why is this the case? Um, and then in the case of tourism, um, it's about the relationships that people have with place, I think. Um, and so cannabis is a way to enhance that, um, to um, enable people to connect with place um, in maybe a way that sure. they wouldn't have been able to connect with the place before, right? Um, and that's just one example. Um, so yes, um, different places have always been an interest of mine. Mine too. I'm curious, I'm curious, um, Susan, <clears throat> you know, you, 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 you touched on something that's very important to Rick Steves, big travel, travel uh, High is a destination. Right, right. So uh, in Rick Steves, uh, you know, guide to Amsterdam, mm. he definitely does break down there's a little section in the handbook, the little guide to Amsterdam that he mm-hmm. does, where he talks about being in a place and experiencing that mm. place uh, kind of for what mm. it is and what it presents and the opportunities it presents. So in that regard, I, I totally understand and, and, and love exactly you know what you've brought together here in your studies. Uh, but tell me a little bit about, you know, what really pushed you over the edge to, to wanting to go, you know, there's a lot to study in cannabis. Mm-hmm. There's a lot to study in tourism. Why this focus? What's so important to you about this that you need to pursue postdoctoral work in it? Um, <clears throat> that's a really good question. Um, I think a lot of it has to do with personal advocacy. So in doing this work in cannabis tourism, um, I very much want to contribute to the industry and to forming a knowledge base around cannabis tourism, but it's a way of advocating for myself, I think. Um, For a long time, prior to legalization, I was and still am a consumer of cannabis, um, and I consumed it to help me with um, depression and anxiety. Um, And it wasn't until um, I met folks that were in the industry, um, and they led me to some resources, and I started doing some reading, and I realized, wow, like this is actually used by people like as a legitimate like medicine for something that I am struggling with and was taking pharmaceuticals. Um, so it gave me confidence to sort of step out uh, and say, okay, look, like this, you know, yes, I am a cannabis consumer. Um, and to be on- perfectly honest with you, once I was able to say that to my to my mother. And once I was able to let to let her know and be totally honest about that, um, game was on. The game was on. Um, and I mean, I knew that tourism, I studied tourism in my PhD, actually agritourism, the relationship between tourism and agriculture, um, which uh, is also a way of studying cannabis tourism, by the way, with Farm to Gate uh, and visiting farms and production sites and all that cool stuff yeah that's awesome you called it you called it farm to gate is that what you called it farm to gate yes is that what canadians call it yes we we call it seed to sale seed to sale so yeah you guys call it farm to gate okay so farm to gate is when the uh producer or the micro grower is able to sell what they grow on site at the facility Oh, well, this is something novel. I wonder if California will do the same. 
<laughs> right? Exactly. So um, I know the industry in Canada is pushing for it. And this is something I want to study. I've submitted actually some uh, for some funding uh, to study farm to gate as it's emerging in Canada, because um, there there's actually one on the West Coast in British Columbia. Um, it's the first one that I know of in in Canada that that's is, doing cannabis farm to gate. You were talking right. about just regular fruits and vegetables crops farm to gate. Exactly, I, I was, but now we're seeing that in cannabis as well. Um, that is awesome, in, right? So it's uh, it's a very interesting, um, yeah, it's a very interesting um, analysis of commodity chain, right? And how the commodity chain we see all the processes happening in one in one location, uh, and what's so fascinating about it is that people want to see it. Oh people, yeah, yeah, we always say. The plants are the stars. They are right? the stars. Is that what we say? They are the stars. And it comes to your word, Susan, normalization. Yes. Normalization. Yes, yes exactly. So that's another big um, part that I actually didn't see coming. Um, the social responsibility part was a part that I had, you know, planned on um, studying. But the normalization part um, has sort of come out. And I'm writing a paper on it right now. Um, hopefully, fingers crossed for me, you guys. <laughs> Um, it will be um, published uh, in one of the one of the top tier journals yes. um, as yeah academic right legitimate academic research um, that is documenting right cannabis tourism um, and cannabis as a resource, um, but not only that, arguing that tourism is indeed an agent for uh, normalization uh, in many different ways. Cool. That that is. I mean, that is a radical kind of. I mean, and, and I have to kind of frame you out for, for, our, for our listeners here because, <laughs> I mean, Susan, I met you not very long no. ago. You were already working on your PA. You were already working on yes, your post Yes, that's right, that's right. Stuff. And um, from the very beginning, you wanted, you wanted nothing more than to understand everything about all the things. <laughs> and, and, I, and I love it. I love your enthusiasm. And, but, but tell me a little bit about, Susan. I know I'm what, fascinated you know, you about, I'm fascinated about this yeah. whole package. Like, tell me about, tell me about what life in Canada is and like for, uh, you're a mother. Mother um, three. That's right. I have three kids. Uh, so Amazing. Addison is going to be 10 in a few days. I've been a mother for 10 years. Uh, so yeah, that's very much a part of who I am. Uh, Jack is seven and Benjamin is four. And yeah, uh, we all live in Canada. Um, I am, I am, <laughs> I am married um, and uh, living with uh, my partner. So um, yeah, we all work together. Um, and um, yeah, having that relationship has really enabled me to be both um, a mother, um, but also has given me the flexibility to also still pursue a career um, right. in academia. What was that like? What was that like telling your family that, hey, I'm going to pursue postdoctoral work in cannabis, cannabis tourism? Um, I guess it was, I had gotten to the point where it was just a matter of fact, um, and, uh, I know that my mother was straight very to the point, right? Like my mother was very accepting of it and, um, supportive of it. And yeah, I mean, that's, um, all I needed, um, as was my partner. Um, so 
other people's opinions um, were less influential. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know what? It actually was surprising. Now that I'm thinking about it, it was surprising because they were more interested in it um, and less judgmental than I thought. Oh, that's, well, that's, that's awesome. That's, um, yes. Can you tell me and Victor and all of us okay. yes. a little bit more about your relationship with the plant? And you said it was depression and anxiety mm-hmm. that kind of got you to the place where you did not want to use pharmaceuticals anymore. And that's cannabis right. is the excellent exit source for that. Yes. So, yeah, just can you just talk about that and then maybe talk about some of your favorite ways that you like to utilize our favorite plant. I just want to know your favorite I want to know your favorite I would say strain. favorite strain, oh. but yeah. what if she's an edibles gal? Yeah. No, I'm actually I'm not. I'm not an edibles gal. Um, I like to uh, I like to smoke slow clap. <laughs> slow clap because I'm not an edibles guy. Oh, I'm edibles only in the morning because they like speed me up. I, it's very weird. <laughs> Um, I don't know, maybe I need to uh, give it another try or more tries. I've tried it several times, um, but I do my, my method of preference is to smoke a joint. Um, yeah. Or it's Yes, yes. I mean, it's, you know, um, parts. I guess maybe it's, I mean, I, again, I'm not a medical person, but like the term microdosing really resonates um, with me. Um, see for me, cannabis, um, it helps me to slow down my thoughts. Um, depression is a mood disorder, which is related to thoughts. And for some reason, I've always had this sort of heavy, dark, anxious type sadness that has, um, followed me. Um, and I don't know where it comes from, um, but it is definitely something that I've been trying to escape for most of my adult life. Um, so doing the inner work and, you know, uh, learning about myself, going to counseling, going, you know, talking with people, being open and honest about things, that's a big part of it. Um, and cannabis helps me to sort of relax back. And it quiets the inner critic in me. And the inner critic in me, I mean, I always laugh when people criticize me because I'm kind of like, that's all you got. (laughs) I could relate to that. (laughs) Like, do you you want to hear the criticisms of me, like of myself? Like, they're way worse, right? So moving away from thinking Mm -hmm. about myself in those ways and, you know, self-love and self-appreciation and just stopping and being able to stop myself and just say, you know, whoa, right? Like stop and breathe and ground yourself uh, and, you know, just be in the moment, um, whatever that moment might be. Um, now, the one of the reasons why um, I started using cannabis um, was because it helped me to focus Help me to focus, 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 so I could complete an assignment without having to battle my inter my inner criticism. I could write a sentence and not have to defend w- to myself um, why I wrote it or why it wasn't stupid or why I shouldn't go back and, and delete it. Like I was able to come out with stuff, and I I allowed myself um, to just be and be okay with it. Right. Um, 
So I guess maybe um, it's uh, a little bit connected to a spiritual journey. Um, oh, absolutely. As well. Cannabis is a spiritual journey. It, uh, you know, changes your relationship that you have with everything around you, maybe changes the foods you want to eat. I know a lot of people yes. say that cannabis users like to eat junk food and stuff, but I right. really, most of the cannabis, um, cannabis users sounds weird, but the people who enjoy cannabis and go to cannabis for medicine are very health conscious. So, you know, I think it's, it's working on a higher vibration and most of all, it changes your relationship with yourself. Exactly. I agree. I agree, April. I agree. And, and I think I just want to thank you so much, Susan, for sharing um, such a deep story that (laughs) is for a lot of people, I'm sure resonates very, very close to their heart because, first of all, it takes a lot of emotional maturity Mm. and it takes a lot of bravery to share a story and understand yourself in a way that you just shared. Oh, wow. Thank you. Um, So I want to thank you for sharing that. And, you know, in many ways, uh, a lot of our viewers will resonate with that story. But I I guess what I'd like to kind of glean from that was, you know, is just that everybody's kind of coming to cannabis moment Mm. is different. Mm -hmm. And for those of us who came to cannabis first for medicine, first, first for relief, um, ended up really enjoying mm. it. And those of us who came to cannabis for recreation mm-hmm, first mm-hmm. realized at some point along the way that there was some medical benefit exactly. to it. So I, I think that those things are symbiotic yep. and they go hand in hand. So I think it's, it's really a quality of life issue. And, and I can understand now a little bit more why you would want to take this up, right? right? Um, and, and what I want to know a little bit is also about kind of like, where's your, where's your, uh, research headed in terms of like, what are you doing on the day to day, uh, to kind of prepare for what would be your final, you know, de- defense of your thesis or defense of your, of your, of your, of your work. Okay. Um, so, uh, doing the work involves a number of different things. Um, I've tried to plan it out, uh, in phases, um, as organized as, uh, I, I try to be. I'm curious. Cause this is like, this is groundbreaking and I'm actually like, how do I get a PhD in, in wheat tourism? Like, I want to know, how does one, what does the homework look like? What do I got to do? Well, I mean, first, um, I guess this has been a project that's been a long time in the making. Um, I've been really doing the research since before legalization in Canada. So, I mean, um, that was probably, uh, well, you say research, but what, what is that research? Like, what are you looking into specifically? Well, um, see, that's that's the really interesting part. Sometimes I don't even know. Um, uh, <laughs> an event will come up, and it'll be like, oh, I got to go there. Got to do that. I got to mm-hmm. talk to the people. I got to go see what's going on here. So if there's, um, in the days before the pandemic, right, there were trade shows and festivals, oh. um, and you could go on tours. I mean, yes. right, all the awesome stuff. So um, I could go and talk to people um, and just kind of immerse myself in the environment, get to know um, the people, right, get to know the tour operators, get to know the people in the industry, Get to know um, the innkeepers, so, yeah. Right, Everybody. exactly. 
Exactly. So, I mean, this is, I guess, maybe labeled as participant research, right? So, um, if I was, I went on several tours, right? That was part of participant research, right? Um, understanding what the product is. What are they teaching me? What am I learning, right? What is this about, right? Like, if I have to defend cannabis tourism um, to someone in a country where, to, where, where cannabis is illegal, right? What am I saying to them, right? Like, what? So this is what the whole one of the I ask myself that question. Right. So uh, like like what is cannabis tourism? Like that's the very basic yes. question I ask every tour. And we've talked about this, April. Like I've every single person that comes on a tour with me. I'm like, hey, listen, what's what's your definition of what are you expecting to mm-hmm. be mm-hmm. out of a cannabis? Mm. tour? And everyone is different. Yes. Everyone has something to yeah. do from it that's yeah. different. And you could be, there could be 10 people from the same bachelor party. They could all be there for fun, but you're going to get 10 different answers. Absolutely. Absolutely. I always say that there are as many types of different cannabis tourists as there are different types of cannabis consumers. Right? Um, And because consuming cannabis is such an individual thing, or it can be such an individual thing, that makes for a lot of scenarios that fall into the the cannabis tourism category. Um, But the one thing I got to tell you guys, um, and this is sort of one of the reasons that why I have energy and fire behind doing this research as well, is that um, in academia, in the world of academia, um, cannabis tourism has been researched within the framework of being a deviant behavior, hmm. right? So it's associated with drug tourism and with being on the fringes of society, right, set apart from the formal institutional frameworks of tourism as we know it. Um, and so... That's really interesting because that way of framing cannabis doesn't work in legalized. So for madness, right? Like it doesn't work in a legalized context. It just doesn't, right? Um, Well, it's not indicative. It's not. We're not reflective of that. No, the industry that we have currently does not reflect or indicate that, you know, right? it's, it's actually the, the exact opposite. It's an educational session. Exactly. It's a harm reduction session. Yes. It's wellness a, tool. It's, a, it's an opportunity. Yeah. Wellness yes. tool. It's an opportunity to be better about, it's an opportunity to just enjoy something a little bit more yeah. in a little bit different way. Yes. And so, yeah, I'm with that. Yeah. With yeah, exactly. Right. So, um, there is, uh, little research out there that says that. Um, in fact, none. So um, I want to get out there and say, no, wait, this is what's happening, right? Again, to document what cannabis tourism looks like in a legalized context, it looks normalized. Um, it's not reefer madness. People have nope. not gone um, off the wall and insane since legalization, right? Um, I haven't lost anybody on any tours. Right. Well, imagine that, not, right? Like, not a single person. Everybody's, you know, fine. No left right? Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, and because Canada is the first of, of the G7, right, nation's first large economy to yeah. open it up federally, um, I don't know why, but for some reason I feel um, I've taken it upon myself to make sure it's done right, right, in terms of tourism. 
Um, people are coming to our country um, for cannabis tourism experiences. Um, let's take care of them, right? We want people to have a good experience. We want to educate them. Uh, we want that. We want it so that when they go home, they tell people about the wonderful experience they had, um, and that you know they can uh, further normalize cannabis maybe in their everyday lives with their family members, and maybe their family members will come and take your tour, kind of thing, right? Yeah, yeah. The way the way it is right now, it's it's you're actually bringing something to mm. mind here, Susan. I mean, the way it is right now, it's it's you know your cannabis tourism experiences are very regional, mm. and so that is kind of a regional representation for people. Ends up being in their mind something they take back with yes. them, and the experience they had in their cannabis tourism experience in California or Colorado yes. or Ottawa or wherever yes. they are. Um, really becomes tied to the experience, like you said earlier, of being in that yes. place. So, oh my goodness, this is all coming full circle. Um, <laughs> the way it should be, right? The, the way it, right, that's right, that's right. the way the universe unfolds, right? So, um, yeah, um, and it kind of, uh, yeah, speaking of full circle, I mean, it's tying back to, it's reminding me of what I was saying earlier about how, yeah, in doing this work, I'm advocating for myself, um, but like I'm advocating for the country too. In that way, um, right, but also, right, totally. but also, even more broadly, I'm advocating for the industry uh, because, as you say, um, it's a regional thing. Cannabis tourism is not unique by any means um, to Canada, just because it's federally legalized. No, um, but it's the, not going away. No, no, it's, it's just going to grow. So exactly. why not? Why not study it and exactly. be an advocate? Exactly. And, and experience like it as part of your research. Like we, absolutely. Yeah. We end up we end up being the true ambassadors to to this industry mm. for for the outsider, mm, right? Mm. For somebody, and you know the 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 thing that brightens my day about your work, Susan, is that your work will hopefully one day inform mm. my business, mm. and will inform April's totally. business, and will inform many businesses, not just tourism businesses, but how these retailers are engaging yes. with tourism yes. businesses. How these retailers are seeking out new channels of yes. business uh, to bring, you know, to, to, to drive sales. And, hey, what does that look like? And, and how can we use Susan's research right. in cannabis tourism to basically affect better sales, to, to grow the bottom line? I think I think this is a very exciting beginning for for a lot of yes. us in this in this space. And I think that what you're doing here really gives some legitimacy to what, to everybody around us. Oh, awesome. Yes, exactly. Right. So, um, it gives legitimacy, uh, to the industry most certainly, especially because, I mean, this is federally funded research, right? The government of Canada is funding this research, right? Um, I like to, wait, 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 hold, yeah. hold on a second. Slow down, pump the brakes, go back five seconds. What did you just say? <laughs> the, <laughs> the federal whoa. government of Canada yes. is funding you, is paying you to go to school, basically. Um, yes. Yes. Uh, is to, to do, to study cannabis, to study, ca I can't even get the words out of to my mouth. To study cannabis. Help me. The, the federal <laughs> yes. government of Canada is funding her to study cannabis I'm tourism yes. for post-doctoral research. Yes. This is crazy. Yes. No, this What's is it like cool living in a, in a country where it's federally legalized? Oh, well, I mean, right? Like, um, I I guess I don't have much to compare it to. Um, but like you oh, don't have yeah, to like, worry if you're going cross-country on a road trip. 
like about the middle. Fifty states and fifty yeah. states in America with fifty different flavors of legalization. Yeah. That's, yeah. What we're, that's what we're doomed for. Yes, here. it's unfortunate. Yes, but yeah, I mean, tell us yeah, about like some like? of the benefits. I mean, what's what, I mean, we 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 experience like you know in California we have a very far distance to drive before you get to another oh, state. Okay. But can you imagine? I mean, when you're in living in New Jersey, when we have listeners in New York, we have listeners on the East Coast across the United States, where they're an hour less than an hour away from a state border. Could you imagine being, you know, uh, you know, completely in the right in one state, driving 20 minutes, and completely being a right. felon? Yeah. You know, it's it's exactly how in under the same guise of the same country. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, it's it's kind of it's kind of it perplexes a lot of us over here on this side. Yeah, totally. And it just goes to show you how much it's a spatial issue, right? Um, it's a spatial issue because it's all about the spaces that are allowing for cannabis to be legal. Um, in the spaces that allow for cannabis to be legal, this is where we see tourism starting to emerge and to flourish. Um, so, and it's spatial because different states have different rules, right? Um, and so it's a, it's a patchwork. Um, but nonetheless, it seems like, um, things are moving more forward than they are backward, um, in, in your country, in that department. Cannabis is winning. Cannabis mm-hmm. is definitely winning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yes, exactly. Okay. So this brings me back to what I was going to say. Um, I like to call myself, well, I don't like to call myself, but um, I do call myself um, an upwardly motivated pothead. Um, of course. I can say to people, you know what, look, yes, I, I'm a user of cannabis and yeah, I'm doing postdoctorate research in this area. My research is funded by the government of Canada, right? Like what more legitimacy um, can, can I provide, can I, can I offer the tour, can I offer the tourism industry, right? Like, um, and right. so when you say that, Victor, um, that means a lot to me um, because, yeah, that is um, a big part of the mission here is lending legitimacy um, to uh, what what you're doing, um, not only in the United States, Canada, around the world. And in me. Well, thank you. Let, let's shift gears. Let's shift gears a little bit. Well, hold I, I on. Hold on. The, hold on. What, what are your? Well, okay, I want to know the strings. <laughs> I know. I know. I have to say, it just oh, means a lot. Way. I was going to say it means a lot to us. Is cannabis consumers to know that she herself is a cannabis consumer and I want to know what strains do you love is that what you were going to say or where do you like to go man man what I just want to know what you're smoking yeah what you're smoking on I just really want to know Uh, oh man well I am uh sativa uh or sativa Sativa dominated Yes, sativa uh, diva. Sat- exactly, uh, or sativa-dominated hybrid. I mean, um, yeah, the Durban Poison um, is oh, uh, yes. a favorite of mine. Um, gosh, uh, what else? Um, I mean, and then there's ones like uh, Blue Dream. Uh, that's kind of a classic. Um, uh, anything with the uh, limonene terpenes, um, I find, uh-huh. is able uh, to sort of get my mind, um, yeah, to that kind of uplifted spot. Um, oh, now you guys put me on the spot. Um, I have to uh, think. What, what, what was what's your what was the last thing in your pipe? Outside before the show. Um, it's called uh, crazy glue. Crazy oh, glue. Of yeah, crazy glue. <laughs> crazy glue. That sounds like the craziest glue I've ever smoked. Um, uh, green crack, God's green crack. Those okay. are all. Those are good too. God's yeah. green crack. Well, here, here they. Yeah. 
They, yeah, God's Green mm. Crack. They changed the name of Green Crack here to uh, to Green uh, Green Dream. Green Dream. That's what, that's oh, a, a lot of people call it okay. Green Dream. Green Goddess. I think I've also heard oh, right. Okay. Um, there's been a lot of different uh, people. It's weird. People are uh, you know. Th- there's different opinions. Differing opinions on this. You know, do we go with the Green Crack naming convention, right. or do we like kind of like you know, make it all PG? Right. You uh, know, or you know. I, I don't know. I don't really know how I, I mean feel the breeder. About that, the breeder named it Green Crack. So what yeah, are you going so to do to to change right? their yeah. work? It's not, you know. There's like the corpse plant. Uh, that doesn't sound so pleasant. Like, hey, you guys, mm. the corpse plant's about to bloom. Mm-hmm. It only blooms once a year. You guys want to go mm-hmm. get a whiff of that? Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> not all plants sound. Oh, not all plant names sound pleasant. But you can't oh, take that away funny. from the breeder. That's, that's interesting. Why I, totally. I, I think I strain that. names are important, and yeah. I know a lot of companies are trying to just, uh, you know, market things based on the effect. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Motivate. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it's, um, like, that's for a certain type of consumer, I suppose. Like, I don't know if that so much um, appeals to me necessarily, um, yeah. but yeah, like. Um, so what you're saying is you're an OG. <laughs> you, you just you're just two in those legendary dabs. You're just taking dab after dab. Oh, you're, yeah, she'll, she'll do, do a dab. James, I she'll do a dab them as I see them. Right? She'll do uh, a right? dab. Well, okay. I can't wait to do it, some dabs so with it, you it, when we well, do your big California trip after COVID. Oh my God. Oh my God, that's amazing. Let's just say that if you were to offer me a dab right now, I wouldn't say no, okay? Okay. Hey. <laughs> I, I would offer you a dab, but there's just no way I can get to I know, I would it offer you. Cross, it'd have to cross three states in a, in a, in a, count, in a country yes. line. Yes, I would offer you so many dabs. I have so many dabs right now. <laughs> but dabs all yeah dabs. for sure i mean in um yeah more like um dabs yes that's sort of more reserved for um recreational more leisure type experiences for me just because i don't have the technology like i don't have the equipment um i'm just not set up for that in my my everyday life kind of thing it's not yeah. conducive to um but yeah for sure i'm uh, definitely like willing open open to trying new things right and to seeing how it affects me how it plays out in my body and whether you know i can do it again kind of thing or whether i'd rather not right. I, I gotta ask is, is there some product or something that you are really enjoying in your market uh that you feel deserves to be shared with the world a brand a product something in canada that you're like hey, i like this this cannabis thing trip you know is there something is there a tourism experience in canada that you recommend oh my goodness um well yeah listen list them tell us (laughs) i'm interested because canada's different they have a whole part on the west coast called the sunshine coast over there and they don't get that much snow meanwhile over there in toronto let's say yes yeah yeah um, well, there are there are way more tour companies in the United States, that's for sure, um, than there are in Canada. And I know that um, COVID has shut down um, quite a few of them. Um, but companies like um, uh, Tour Buds out of Toronto uh, was one cool. of the original tour companies. Um, uh, and then there's, um, yeah, on the West Coast, Wicked Wicked Weed Tours um, is one. I've oh, heard I them. follow They're them. They're super cool. Yeah, I do follow yeah. them. 
yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, there's uh, one in Calgary uh, as well called uh, Kananaskis. Um, oh, uh, I followed them too, and now I, now I know how to say it because I was just like Kananang. Yeah, 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 yeah. I said it very yeah. wrong. <laughs> it's like a play. It's a play on the place name. Um, it's like cannabis okay. in the in the place name. So um, yeah, um, and then there's some. So it made sense to every Canadian, but every American <laughs> like oh man, no and it's felt. It just it just went off Can't. like a fart in church. Well, yeah, exactly. Again, and that's like the regional, right? Where's the, regional the, where's thing. the place that it's at? What's um, the it's city a, called? In Calgary. Uh, Calgary? Yeah, it's, yes, yeah. He, he operates outside of Calgary. Uh, yeah, and so, uh, yeah, he'll take you to a dispensary, uh, and then he'll drive you into the mountains, uh, and where oh, you can... Yes. Talk, we, you know, talk about cannabis, the history. I mean, these tour guides are so knowledgeable, uh, so much knowledge, right? So um, part of my argument um, that tourism is an agent of normalization is that um, it makes the access to knowledge about cannabis available. Not just the cannabis. It's not just about the cannabis. It's about the access to knowledge surrounding it because like the plant um the information around it has been hidden right it's been kept away from people um so i mean this is yeah this is why it's so important for in canada we call it the legacy market right uh the people operating um we call it the traditional market and also legacy market exactly like both of those terms exact traditional market right and so Um, yeah, they they have a really important um, story to tell. Um, shoot, I lost my train of thought there, you guys. This is the first the history, time it's, all interview. It's, you know, focusing um, not just on the weed and the strains and the this is and the that and the dabs yes, and the edibles. Exactly. But there's a history and the people who exactly. did all this crazy felony stuff to get us where we are today. Exactly. You know? Exactly, right? Down, you know, it's outlaw culture. Exactly, it's mild, right? Modern outlaw culture. Exactly, and so it's opening up um, the ability to share this knowledge that has been kept so hidden, right? Um, the history, yep. but also in terms of growing in um, sure. production, right? Oh yeah. Um, so that's that's also uh, very exciting, and I think that's why cannabis tourism is also uh, very important, right? It's uh, it's an educational platform. It's a point of education on cannabis uh, in many, many different ways. Um, there are many different things that people can learn um, about cannabis um, in the context of tourism. Um, and so, again, that feeds into my, my argument that it's a form of social responsibility, um, education and ending the stigma, all of these things. Tell me, um, where do you go from here? Like how long, where, where are you on the timeline of completing your studies and where do you go from when you're done? Okay. So, um, right now I'm, I've got all the hard hitting <laughs> questions. Like, Oh my goodness. Yes. I really have to check in here with myself. With it's, all, it's strictly business with Victor. <laughs> She's a high on tour, strictly business. Uh, okay. So now I got to think about my, my, my future plan here. Okay. And what I'm thinking. Uh, okay. So I'm about, I'm about halfway, uh, through the postdoctoral research. Um, I've already spoken with, uh, 31, different uh, participants uh, in various roles um, in the tourism industry around the world. Um, I took a break uh, to write some 
funding grants um, because, like I said, I want to be a professor when I grow up. And so uh, being a professor means doing the research, uh, uh, but it also means writing grants. Um, Get that doing, money. Right? So writing yes. grants is a big part um, of the academic work. So I've written some grants, and so it's forced me to think about future projects. Um, and so I, I mentioned the farm to gate, uh, and I would love to I would love to study that um, and to understand the connections right that are taking place. I mentioned the commodity chain, right? What are the business relationships, right, that are allowing uh, for this type of business model, right, retail model to take place? Um, and I'd really, really love to. Um, talk to the tourists themselves, right? Yeah. Um, so I That's have I good, mean, juicy stuff right there. I have, I mean, I have so many ideas, so many ideas. It's hard to keep up with myself some days. Um, and so, I mean, the, it's just a, a matter of, you know, keep on keeping on. Um, I want to do yeah. another round. I want to do another round of uh, interviews um, and finish out uh, this research on social, social responsibility over the course of the next year. Um, so that's going to include finishing the research, but it's also going to include uh, publications, right? Getting getting the research out in academic publications. I mentioned one already. Um, so doing that and, yeah, working on, um, yeah, the next projects. Um, and it sort of depends on um, where I'm, where I'm going to end up, um, who will have me sort of thing um, after I've finished uh, the postdoc, um, my tenure at, uh, at the University of Guelph um, in Ontario, Canada. Um, but, yeah, the goal is to um, make this, right, the, the, the career. This is, this is the dream, you guys. Um, to yeah. right um and yeah. uh um so yeah i'm just uh keeping myself um on that path um and um meeting awesome folks like yourself right uh and just becoming more aware of what's going on um and becoming connected um because i see myself very much as a conduit uh between the industry and academia like i think that i can help oh, to transfer absolutely transfer you know what I mean so um, or facilitate right facilitate um, uh, knowledge transfer that can benefit um, everyone in, in, in all in all circumstances and that is what I'm that's what I'm all about right sharing the knowledge that's that's how we learn um, so yeah I don't even remember what you asked me anymore April it doesn't matter that, that was it this yeah fantastic. This is great. You're great. awesome, Susan. Listen, I, I want to. Th we want to thank you, Susan. Thank you so much for taking some time oh, today yeah. with us. I, I mean, I'll, April, do you have any other questions for Susan <laughs> before we give her a chance to give us give her a high on tour hot take? No, I just want to thank you on behalf of you know being in cannabis tourism for so long, for you uh -huh. for doing all this work and um, you know normalizing it. You right. know, and the cannabis right. industry, the cannabis uh, community is an international um, club, you know, yeah. where we are all connected yeah. and yes. it doesn't matter if you're in a room with a bunch of different cannabis lovers and someone sparks a joint and puts on some awesome, cool music that we all relate to. And we all just look at each other and just jam and smile and we just groove and it just don't even have to say a word. Yes. The yes. lowest common denominator is always we yeah. the international language of love. Right? Thank you so yes. much, Dr. Yes. Susan Dupage, University of Guelph 
Yes. In Ontario, Canada. Yes. 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 Yep. And thank you so much for being with us today. We look forward to your research. We look forward to having you on the show again in the near future. And please let us know how we can help. Let us know how we can move this forward for you. And uh, I'm sure we'll be seeing a lot more from you in the years to come. So thank you so much, Susan. Thank you very much. Susan Depeche, everybody. Thank you. Gonna get that hot take? Yes. I'll edit that back. Editing is beautiful. What is <laughs> what right. is a hot take? Gotta, a hot take is you say whatever you want to say. Well, you know what? Oh. I'll put this hot take at the end of the last credits, and all we'll get is just her hot take. This will be fantastic. <laughs> okay, so this is what's coming through. Um, and it has to do with our, our, our discussion on cannabis in place and what cannabis tourism is exactly. Um, I was talking with someone and they um, had told me that to them, cannabis tourism is about consuming cannabis of place in place. Um, and that is how you get to know a place and the people of the place. Um, and so for some reason, I'm, this is coming through as being important of telling the people of the world, right? Um, it is. And it, yeah, it gets back to that, um, the regional bit, right? Um, and the spatial bit too, right? Cannabis tourism is a spatial thing um, and it explains, you know, differences uh, from, from here to there. So there you go, Victor. <laughs> Fantastic hot take. We went quantum physics in the minds of cannabis tourists everywhere. Thank you so much, Susan, um, okay. for putting us in your for, for putting us in our place with cannabis in place. We really want to thank you for being on the show today. Thank you thank for, you having for me. listening to our listeners out there today. Thank you for listening, and we'll check you out again next week on another episode of High on Tour. 